<laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 14 of Buckets of Duckets. I am your Ooh. host, Chase Myers. Over there is my co-host, the one, Josh Watts. What's up, ladies and gentlemen out there in Duckinland? This is episode 14, which is half of 28, which is one more than a baker's dozen, which is exactly how many millions of ducats we're going to make when Chase knocks Conor McGregor the fuck out. Oh, so let's talk about it. Let's talk because I have reason to believe now that Conor McGregor oh, knows. <laughs> I have reason he to listens. believe he knows I'm talking shit. He, know, I've been for if you listen to this podcast uh, regularly, you know, for pretty much since we started it, I've been calling Conor. I've been calling Conor McGregor's bitch ass out because I'm trying to get paid. Okay, he's too scary to come fight me in pay per view. All right, and uh, and I'm looking over. I'm looking over our uh, podcast numbers, just fucking banging. Right, one of the top podcasts oh. in the country. And uh, and I look at it. and I'm looking at all the different countries that listen to our podcast. All of them, because there's more than all one. Of them. And uh, and it turns out there's yeah. a percentage. There's a percentage of listeners in Ireland. Hey Connor. Huh. Hey buddy. Hey, McGregor family. It's the whole family. You know, the whole family sitting around the radio like they did in a Christmas story. They're all sitting around. Connor's laying on his stomach with his feet kicked up behind him, his hand and his chin listening. And then Chase's voice crackles over the radio and the fear grows in the pit of his stomach just as a puddle grows underneath his tiny little baby dick. And he Ooh. runs and hides in the bedroom <laughs> underneath the bed and just cries and cries and cries Ooh. and prays for the mercy that he knows will never come because he's crossed Chase Myers. Fight me, bruh. That was hot fire, Josh. That was fucking hot fire. God damn. <laughs> Guys, make sure you subscribe on uh, YouTube. It was make so sure hot you... fire, my kids are beating on the door right now to tell me Yo, to shut they the got fuck up. Calm down, daddy. Calm down. <laughs> the people ain't ready. The people aren't ready for all that heat. Uh, yeah, make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, subscribe anywhere that you listen to podcasts. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes, five stars. It helps your boys out. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, man, how's, how's your week been? Uh, it's been, uh, good. Uh, you might notice I have a fresh cut. Yeah, you do. A, yeah. Still uh, mohawk. I didn't want this fresh cut. Uh, I wanted to grow out my mohawk a little wider, like this. So I had started laying the basis, and I still had that nice fucking fat-ass strip there. And then last night, when I laid down with my beautiful baby, uh, apparently there was a fruit snack or two on the pillow. No. And when I laid my head on it, no. the, heat, the heat of my big sexy brain melted the gelatinous fruit snack into my hair. And uh, it probably would have washed out or cut out or combed out. But that's not how you work. It's not me, dog. You take no half me, measures. Took, no half measures. Nah, I took a field knife. I had sharpened on a bloody rock and I just <laughs> shaved the rest of my head. <laughs> <laughs> I like the thin strip. Like I thought, and I, I, I liked your, uh, you know, I mean, this is, this is probably the way to do it. If you're going to grow it back out wider is to start from fresh, but I was very, I wanted to see how the progression was going to go with you growing me too. a side <laughs> of your hair longer than the, the middle of your hair. Like I just wanted to see what that process was about. Uh, me too. Uh, so I'm a little upset that we lost that because of some gummies, but it's okay. <laughs> it'll be back in two weeks. My hair grows back quick, but, uh, so I was a little heartbroken. Uh, my wife was more heartbroken. Uh, she was super into the the mohawk, my Spartan hair. She was really into it. So since I don't have that haircut, I've had to kill more of my neighbors than I did with the haircut to impress and feed her bloodlust. So, right. And so it's, it's, a little, it's tough times. Mm-hmm. And she never gets enough, honestly. Like Not ever. Not ever. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> the Watts beast. The Watts beast might need to be let out. Uh, I didn't realize Daisy was in this room until we started recording. She stood up from behind me over there, <laughs> and What's now up, she's Daisy? by the door. <laughs> yeah, let her out, man. <laughs> uh, yeah, come on. You guys playing an open open fire hydrant today? She found a hydrant. Yeah, man. Uh, that's a big day ho- in a dog's life. A- there's a house in my uh, neighborhood where three cops live. Uh, like it's, so I didn't want to be in their yard. <laughs> three but cops a, live uh, in that neighborhood. In a, I understand. In and one first, house. No, all in, in one house. Yeah, yeah. It's three cops or like roommates. Um, super. What? Uh, all right. We know what I think about cops and pigs, but uh, these dudes have always been really nice. They're like young guys and they've always been really nice when I walk the kids around because they have mm-hmm. their trucks out and they'll always let Zoe or Henry sit in their car and then uh, play with the lights. As soon as they hit the lights, so every time they mace my kids and throw them out on the street. Mm-hmm. But but they but before they got the picture, right? They got the picture of your daughter and your son I got my and the whole thing. Post before and that they got went out everywhere. Right, yeah. 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 No, I know, I know the got, game plan. They put my kids in the front seat. And they're like, play with the lights. And then they run inside and put on riot gear and then run back outside. And <laughs> shit out of Wait, kids. I'll be right back. <laughs> Stop resisting! <laughs> uh, but there was a... <laughs> the fire hydrant was just open. And uh, Daisy, like, lost her shit. Just ran over and started biting it and then rolling in it. And uh, people were stopping because there was a stop sign right by the hydrant. And, like, people in the neighborhood were stopping and laughing and honking and taking their picture. And I was like, mind your fucking business. Keep driving. <laughs> I was so, <laughs> you fucking hogging her. This is my experience. This is my happiness. <laughs> this is for me. You get a dog that you can enjoy right? this with. This is for us. I'm scrapbooking this, you fucks. This is not for you. I better not see this on a story. I better not see this on an Instagram but story. It was the, like one of the sweetest things I've ever seen. And I saw both my children born. Wow. I mean, it ranks up there. I saw that you uploaded like ten pictures of it on Facebook. Like, I got, I get, I get, uh, I get updates when, when, uh, when you post stuff. And it's like Josh, Josh posted ten pictures. I was like, what the fuck is going yeah. on in Josh's life? And then, Nothing. yeah, I see. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing. My dog turned his head this way, and I was like, you look better in that light. And I took your picture from that way. Um, I'm real bad about. That. I keep having to buy extra iCloud storage because I won't. I'll take. 15 pictures of the kids sitting in bed to get a good clear one, but I can't delete even the blurry ones. I won't delete them just cause like it might be a live photo and I can click on it and see, you know what they did when I wasn't looking or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever <laughs> track on them. mischievous shit. They whatever got secrets into they be hiding right before I was standing in front of them taking the picture. <laughs> so right before we set up. All right. So, uh, chase told me about the light set that is here. That is making me look as handsome as I do right now. Uh, and I ordered it. And when it came, cause it came from like wherever, like three of the clips were broken and two of the four light bulbs, three of the, uh, one of the four light bulbs was broken. And then I broke another one. And so last week I only had two lights. So I went out to home Depot and I bought some new lights and it's impossible to find because the lights that came with the thing were such a cheap, like weird off brand. Mm-hmm. It was impossible to like, it was really hard to try to match them up. Uh, to make sure I was getting the right kind. Yeah. So I thought I did after a lot of uh, research and standing at Home Depot like a real asshole. Just my thumb and my butt cheeks are looking at light bulbs for 20 minutes. You got to stop doing uh, that, man. Nah, dude. That's how I think. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I came in and I plugged them in, and uh, they it didn't say on the box that they take a minute to light up. Oh, and I know I, you. I know you couldn't handle that. I know instantaneously you lost your shit. was like you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> and then the light flashes like the on Tasmanian you. Oh. Devil in here. I was like, ah! <laughs> Home Depot, you're mine! And then by the time I was done yelling, the, light, the lights were all the way up. And I was like, ah! Oh, all right, all right. Oh, this really looks really nice. Look at that. Good, then. This looks good. I, I'm, this is exactly what well I wanted. Huh. <laughs> hey, thanks. <laughs> you know, maybe maybe get your shit together a little bit quicker next time, but thanks, you know? Yeah. Don't give me time to scream. <laughs> I watched a uh, I watched a Zoom comedy show last night, and uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I did. I, uh, I you know I wanted to check it out. I wanted to see. I haven't really watched one that I wasn't a part of, and uh, boy, it wasn't great to the last comedian. I'm not gonna lie. I uh, <laughs> I, had, I had a real squeamish. Like we've talked about me not being able to handle like open mic comedy. Like I can't I can't be in the same room of that awkwardness. It does it. I want to make sure that this translates to the people that don't actually know you. When Chase says that he can't handle it, it's not just like it upsets him or he'll like, ah, or it puts him in a bad mood. He will walk away from the show and he will never remember your name. If you're not funny at a show and then you come and talk to him, he will not. It will be years before he remembers your name. We did shows with people for like four years and like I know their families. I've met their mothers. And Chase doesn't remember who the fuck they are because they're tell not me, funny. Tell me one good tag he had. All That's right? what he says. That's yo, it right there. Yo. Why would I remember his name? What's a good tag he ever said? What's a good tag? What's a good like, format? Well, he, he jumped your car off when we broke down on the road. And you're like, yeah, it wasn't funny though, was it? And I, was like, uh, yeah. I mean, if I mean, you had told me it was funny. a dude that jumped my car off, I'd remember that. But you telling me he's a comedian. I don't remember being a comedian. The- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah Zoom, man, uh, I, I I'm watching, and I just I you know uh but just let the okay, we're being a little you know we're being a little cute right now. It was Josh Watts' show. I uh, I wanted to, I wanted to watch one of my favorite comedians perform, and man. thank God I got off of that list where Scott kept asking me every week if I wanted to do it. I'm I'm laying low at this point, and I appreciate uh, Josh not outing me and being like Chase would love to do it because I can't say no and I, I would end up doing it. Yeah, of course. Fucking of course. As soon as it over, I was like, Chase told me that his dick gets hard every time he thinks about Zoom shows. I had, I think like, 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 just said he wanted to do the show, and I was like, man. Nah, whatever. he, the dick hard thing, though. Like, you, you need got, to know. You need to know. Which who sponsors our podcast, so every time his dick gets hard, we got to tell everybody. That's true. Which is basically just an hour long podcast of us doing that ad because yeah. uh, your boy stays rocked. As soon as up. he started the- Uh,. <laughs> it's just like uh at least this one so whenever i'm on the zoom shows uh and by the way we always say that like everybody's shitty or whatever and stuff like that we're just being kind you know we're we're fucking around uh but it it is a weird environment and like i i do it's a hard place to do comedy it's a hard way to do comedy and i i do like to if i'm watching a show i don't like to be in the room the whole time before i perform i'll watch a little bit get a feel of the crowd but then i i like to walk away and kind of think of what i'm going to say pace a little bit but like i you, sit front row until they bring me up i'm right fucking there looking at the host right in his face like that's elbows on my knees like ready to go that's always weird to me when comics do that whenever they call up a I comic on stage and he's that. still sitting at the table in the room and and walks up from the table. Oh, I signed up tonight. Oh yeah, it's me. Like, how'd you not know you was next, bro? Uh, 
But yeah, you can't do that in a Zoom show, especially when you're on it, because then you just look like a jerk if you walk away or if you like cut away from it because you can't watch anymore. Uh, but I don't know, man. What was your Here's experience a- since you actually did it? I'm, I'm talking like this is my story. I just. <laughs> well, uh, I have gotten out of two Zoom shows because of my children. Yeah. As we've clearly explained. So I felt obligated to do this show up until right as I set up to do it. And then I was praying that they would get me out of it again. Cause I never know what to talk about because it doesn't feel right to do my material that mm-hmm. people pay money for, for just for free for anybody on the internet. So I, I want to do, yeah, you want to do a free show. So it, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to do a free show. Here's the jokes that aren't worth anything. Here you go. So I'm like, all right, so I saw a video. <laughs> um, it was weird. It's it's uncomfortable. People don't know how to. I don't know, man. It, it's a it's a weird situation. It's hard to. There's no energy buildup. There's no feedback from anybody. It, it's just you're telling jokes into a vacuum, and some of you aren't even telling jokes. You're just saying things into a vacuum, uh, and you could feel everybody's awkwardness with it. Um, but when it would get too awkward, and I wanted out, I would just act. I would because my kids were even if they weren't, right, I would just go. Oh no! Oh, oh, oh. And <laughs> hey, put that down! Put that down! Hey, hey. And I'd mute the video. <laughs> but um, I didn't know what to talk about last night. So uh, in our group message with some of my other comic friends, I asked for a topic, and then I just tried to make a story up. Uh, can I jump in real quick? I, I was yeah. really, I was really impressed with that man. I, uh, I. Uh, so I'm in that group. Obviously, I'd be pretty mad if Josh had a, a group of comedians <laughs> that I wasn't involved in. Uh, but yeah, minutes Don't before. Chase yeah, minutes, minutes before Josh went on, he he asked us like, "Hey, what's the topic?" And somebody threw out premarital sex, and dude, you ripped it, man. You had a great like. Was that story real? No, no, dude, that's a me- no. okay. <laughs> I, I I purposely didn't talk to you about this last night because I wanted to talk about it on the show. That was really fucking impressive, man. Part of it is real, like a the very basis basis of it was real. Uh, I told a story about sneaking in. Uh, my you might family, as well tell it we now. To, yeah, <laughs> we went to a small church, and uh, my family uh, every month, different families in the church would sign up to like change the communion and clean the church or whatever. And this month was my family's month, and uh, I was new to driving, and I had a new truck that I loved a lot. Uh, so had yeah, sunroof, which was yeah. a badass thing to have. And your truck had a sunroof, <laughs> dope. Yeah, I had a, dude, I had a '92 Dakota uh, Dodge Dakota Sport. Ooh. With uh, the back was dropped, so it was level, and it had a sunroof in it. I fucking Girls, loved that truck. Just the only throw, vehicle I've ever had. That at I, your truck, dude. The only vehicle I've ever had, I actually loved. Like I loved that fucking truck. Um, so I I volunteered to be the one to drive up to the church and clean it every Friday or Saturday night, so I was ready to go on Sunday mornings. And one night I went out on a date, and I don't remember if we saw Austin Powers or Toy Story, but it was like something around that that time that dates the time frame. That's so funny that it was either or. Like I, I, yeah, I can't remember. Ah, uh, well, okay. I had. Did you date. go on a date to both movies? Yes, with the same girl. Oh, okay. And each each incident was its own was its own crazy thing. Uh, so all right, well, I'll, I'll get okay. So. Yeah, oh, we're getting into this. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) I go to the, uh, I go on this date with this girl and like things get heated up and uh, in the joke, nobody caught it. 
in the joke, I said, uh, we're, things were getting hot in the car and she was fingering me pretty good and we wanted to go. And I was so proud of that and nobody, to nothing because it's a Zoom I think, vacuum. I, I think that I was laughing watching. I know our buddy Morgan Wright uh, getting of- uh, Get rights down to it. Getting right, getting right down, down to it podcast. Change the fucking put, name, Morgan. Put some form of those words into Apple Podcasts, and you'll find, you'll find it. it. Uh, but yeah, uh, he he also watched because he was the one that gave you the uh, the suggestion, which meant he just really wanted to see what his what his joke sounded like through you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I've done so that, dude. I, My favorite parts of other people's acts are the tags that I've given them. Like I will, yeah. I, I will. Our buddy Travis Elkins, who we we uh, are. Uh, contractually obligated to mention every episode apparently uh he gave me a great tag uh to this joke that i do about this guy i saw in san francisco and i still do the joke and uh literally he came see me do a show in seattle and i did it like just because he was in the room to show like hey dude it still <laughs> got fire it still got fire like you still got fire on that joke and he told me he was like that's the only reason i came to the show i wanted to <laughs> i wanted, I wanted, to, hear the tag, I wanted yeah. to see if my yeah. joke was still out there <laughs> uh and so in in the story, uh, things start heating up. We don't have where to go because we're, I'm 18. She's, you know, mm-hmm. whatever. <laughs> and uh, I think she was 18, 17, something. We were close. Uh, and so we were like, oh, I got a key to a church. And my church was like literally a, a remodeled house in a neighborhood. So there was people like right around it. We pulled up. Everybody in that neighborhood knows. I mean, like literally a two lane road with no line in between it was across was the street across. Like it was very small neighborhood in Denham. Um, makes me sad every time I drive around there and that church is gone. Not cause I cared about the church, but like so many years hey, there. And you got so many good fucks. Dates. Yeah. You got so many good fucks in there, bro. Like, <laughs> and so, uh, that's where you became a man. <laughs> in that so I'm just being a heathen and taking this date to the church so we can try to get it on. And, Look, uh, <laughs> if I know one thing, there's no such thing as a bigger sin. It's all sin. So what's it? Yeah. <laughs> what's the so matter if it's? <laughs> yeah, what's the matter if it's in the church? <laughs> it's. I circled the church in my truck with my lights off like several times to mm-hmm. make sure the coast was clear from God yeah. or whatever. <laughs> yeah, you gotta you gotta do that so it's not suspicious. That's what you gotta make sure. Yeah, you so do. it's not suspicious. I circled the church without my lights on, mm-hmm. and. Uh, <laughs> And so we go inside and start messing around in the preacher's office because that's where the couch was. And it was one of those plastic, like, fake leather ones, so my thighs would, oh. like... Oh. <laughs> uh, and then we Just started hearing some commotion. making noise the whole time. <laughs> we started hearing some commotion, and then the door gets kicked in, and there's flashlights in my face, and it's cops. Because the neighbors saw people sneaking into a church, and they busted in. And uh, with, no joke, when they came in, I had literally in the most unattractive unmanly way I ever pulled my pants down. Like I just grabbed my tidy whities by the, by the thing, like whoopsie daisy. <laughs> like, <I've been> over- <laughs> there we go. I had him around my ankle. Hey Broke there, buddy. The dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, in the story, I said that the, the cops tased me and, uh, beat the shit out of me. And then, Oh, I thought that home. was the true point. No, the true point is they busted in, they interviewed us and then took her home to her house and then left me just left me there like they drove away with me still the church door was still open i was just sitting on the on the thing like all right uh but in the story they tased me and beat the shit out of me and when they take the girl like when they take her to her parents they bring her home to her parents the cop as he's uncuffed me leans over and goes i guess what they say is true premarital sex is dangerous am i right <laughs> and it slaps me on the back and walks away 
it was just it was good man it was good because you did that thing where you like you presented it as like this is the piece and you were like yeah. i want to talk to you about premarital sex and you started oh, off yeah. talking <laughs> about it and then you closed with like the premarital sex like the cop telling you that jo- like that joke like it, it was yeah it was it was really good uh put together i made it up i made yeah. most of it up on the yeah. i never told it and, as a joke before <laughs> and quickly like that's what i was impressed with man it was 10 minutes after we told you that that you were uh you know babbling it to the millions and millions and uh one thing uh this is something that i do that goes back uh to when we started uh me and you started around the same time like we would see each other at the same mics that we've mm-hmm. talked about a hundred times uh when i get we used to me you and mike honore and some other guys uh we would always come up with a game at open mics just to keep it interesting because you're working on the same jokes the same so you're trying to and we would do things like hey fit this phrase into your set somehow that used to be my favorite man and whoever can fit days. this phrase in the best in their set wins. And then that keeps, that keeps the comics interested because you're listening to see where they're going to fit it in. Other people hear the game and then join. It. it just makes for a fun. It's a fun game that makes you think and makes you create. And it's a good way to get your brain going. And it's yeah. fun. The, and, the, uh, the closeness that we had with those comics, like when we were starting out, Mike Honore and, and those are like, uh it, it's it's like real like now we're 10 years in like looking back on it i realized like how like like that was really a cool thing man like i have close yeah. i have close comedian friends in San, in seattle and uh you know we never played goofy writing games uh <laughs> and you know we had a buddy of ours john lumbar that had this great joke about uh topanga from topanga. world and because Daniel it was official because it was so many of the same comics there, we all love that joke. After a while of hearing him tell the joke, we just started like, hey, when he tells this joke, we're going to all lose our goddamn minds. And he Dude, would start would... the joke, and the whole, all the comedians, <laughs> yeah, would stand up We'd be and shaking go each crazy other. And, you goddamn right. You goddamn right to paying a thick <laughs> and yelling. It's great. Like, it was. Oh, uh, dude, we would all yell the tags with them. That was yeah, fun. Yeah, we all knew that. the joke. It was just like, man, I'm never going to have like a, uh, you know, like that moment, like with other comics. It's, just, it's impossible. How do you, how do you recreate spending three years right. every Wednesday with the same handful of people? Uh, and, you know, and just how it made us better comics, you know? It's, and now it's since, uh, I don't really, with the kids, I don't get to do a whole lot of open mics. It's more, uh, you want me, you got to pay me, son. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, so it's harder for me to do that. And sometimes, uh, when I go to shows, um, there's a, there's a big difference in Louisiana between, uh, the New Orleans comedy scene and the Baton Rouge comedy scene. Yeah. For whatever reason, I, I got more nervous in the New Orleans area because to me, New Orleans, there's going to be more people. And I would get in my head going to New Orleans because it's New Orleans. It's not a shitty daiquiri bar in Baton Rouge. It's a shitty bar in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. So I would get, I would get it's in my head. It's gotta be better. Way, yeah. <laughs> one way I would get over it uh, was I started uh, getting uh, some of my friends would give me a topic and I would just try to make a story up right there about it. Because then it made me think, and usually I could usually do it pretty good. And if it didn't bomb, if it bombed, then I didn't, I think I was also protecting myself because if it bombed, it, well, that's not material. Yeah, I just wrote I didn't it. Yeah, even know what I was, I was doing. Yeah. So who cares? Just around. Who's have a good time, bro? But it never really. Uh, it. That's usually when I do better. If, mm-hmm. if I'm nervous and ask for a topic, and last night, dude, I had nothing. I couldn't think of anything I want to talk about, and so I just asked for that topic and just tried to ad lib a story all together about it. Yeah, I was impressed. And I, I uh, <laughs> yeah, it was great, dude. It really was. I uh, how much? How much? Uh, how much car fucking did you used to do back in the day? 
All right. The same girl from the <laughs> church story. After we got busted at the church, yeah. we used to... God damn it. My friend's mom worked <laughs> yes. nights, so she was never home. And I would go pick... I would go pick this girl up, and she would sneak out of her house. We would drive to my friend's driveway and fuck in his driveway in my truck. And then I would drive her home and, and leave. I, yeah, dude, my, I used to have a Jeep Grand Cherokee when I was in high school. And, uh, and the back seats laid down, know what I'm saying, bruh? And, dude, I used to, I fucked so many times in that goddamn Jeep. It's crazy. Like, I, I couldn't, I, I was never going to be alone. With a girl in a in a house where parents no. weren't, my parents weren't letting me do that. Like no. I'd have to always do. Like uh, I got I got busted by the cops fucking one time too. Uh, I'm, I'm, they always I'm, trying to stop us from fucking, man. Yo, man, just let me, you know, let me get my rocks <laughs> off, bro. And I'm just so, a squirrel in this world trying to get a nut. You know what I, I mean? I'm just like you, man. <laughs> all right, I got I got feelings like any other man. I got needs like any other man. All right, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm a. Uh, um, we're trying to, I've, I've done the, I, so I've never went in a church and fucked, but I've definitely parked in church parking lots and fucked in a church parking lot. That's a gray time. area in the Bible. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> Some people, it, you know, how the Bible, it, it, uh, it, it goes against itself sometimes, you know what I'm saying? Like contradicts itself. You know, there's some in the old Testament, there's like a big, like, don't you ever fuck in the parking lot of the, but then later you can see where it's like, actually, it's kind of okay if you do it during the day. And uh, you know, I believe like, it's yeah. in uh, Corinthians seven. They're like, if thou fuckest inside a church, you have to put lamb lamb blood on the door. I think it is. You're right. Uh, You're right. And whoever has like, so that I'm way, that way on, the cops pass a, over. That's what that's for. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, that's lamb, and then they pass over. Hence the Passover feasts. Uh, read a fucking Bible, dorks. Jesus man, pick one God, up, man. You, you got time? Do all the research for you. No, man, do, you do got time. Work. There's a week between every episode of this show. Do a little work you know on your I mean? soul. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you, you, gotta, a... you gotta train your your biblical muscles, your soul muscle. <laughs> uh, do you remember uh, Immaculate Conception, that Catholic church by the high school we went to? Yeah. Is that the church you <laughs> fucked <laughs> at? <laughs> Yo! This is... I didn't even know. I didn't. I was. About, I thought I was about to tell you a whole different thing. Apparently, everybody fucked at that church. That's not the church story I just told. Okay. <laughs> I have another. Yeah. Yeah. My boys. The Boy Scouts used to meet there at that church, so like I knew. For me and a teenager run around on Thursday nights, and a kid run around there. I knew the secret spots where nobody'd find you fucking or doing mm. whatever or smoking. It was smoking cigarettes a lot there because it was close enough to my house we could ride our bikes. Ooh. <laughs> Dude, we fucking huff it. As fast as you could on your 18, on your uh, 18 speed, just your mountain bike, you get in a tunnel and just red, hot box a couple of Marlboro Reds and then get on your bike and start riding home. You're like, this is a bad, this is terrible. I'm a man. And you're just so sure. You're like, my parents, they, they won't smell smoke because I'm in the fresh air on the bike ride to the house, so they'll never smell it. Clearly, it's going to be gone. You know you know, cigarette I'm smoke fine. doesn't stick. We all yeah. know that. That doesn't follow you I'll around for years and years. I used to tell my parents it was a campfire. I'd always tell them, oh, I was by a campfire. And it yeah, got we to where it just became. Just always setting up campfires. The, and they're like, where the fuck was a campfire? And I'm like, oh, you know, at the, the outside of Brookstone. <laughs> I'll show you next time. I'll show you next time we pass by there. I'll, I'll, show, I'll show you when we go to the mall. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> that burnt down building. That's where we did. <laughs> that burnt down Halloween shop. That's that's where we did. Uh, I'm uh I'm 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 near Immaculate Conception, and uh and there's like a little neighborhood right there, and so we're like, man, it says there's a dead end right there. I bet we could pull in, go to that dead end, get it in, and we're cool, right? Uh, I know where that dead end is. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, apparently we weren't the first to have this thought. Nah, and dude. so <laughs> and so I go to pull into the neighborhood. Uh, I, There's people fucking all over in the tree, hanging. Yeah, from the trees, I couldn't even find a spot, <laughs> dude. I couldn't even find a spot. They were so mean to me. They just fucking sent us out. They're like, "Yo, dude, it's eleven o'clock, bro. We've been fucking since eight. You thought you was just gonna walk in here and get a table? There ain't no fucking way. You got to reserve this fucking spot, right? We're booked. And, <laughs> we're yo, all booked. All booked. Seats taken." And, uh, and so, <laughs> uh, man, I feel like I'm always just, every story also has like a weed element to it, especially after last week, but you know, that's my life. I, you know, I'm okay with it. And so I'm, uh, you know, I'm smoking a blunt. I've smoked every day since but I was a are child, you for real basically. Smoke? Are you for real? Yes. No, this weed? was, I, had, I have finally spoken into existence that I'm cool guy smoking weed. Right. And, right, uh. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm smoking, uh, I'm smoking purple. I remember at the time. Cause I was like, cool shit. Webby and Boosie were always, uh, rapping about perp. And, uh, and so, uh, I just think I'm the coolest. I'm about to get some, I'm smoking a blunt 1996 Jeep Grand Cherokee, baby. And, uh, I pull into the neighborhood and the second we pull in, there's a cop in front of us. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. And he lives in the neighborhood. And so I kind of follow him back. And it turns out he lives not far from that dead end. He's like two houses away, right? And so I pull in. I see that he lives there. And I go, oh, man, we can't. We got to find another spot, right? So then I go to the dead end. I back out and leave. And this cop backs out of his house and follows me out. Yeah. And he follows me out. Now, I got weed in the car. I'm freaking out, right? And so I I know that cop's name. I know that cop's name because he lived lived by us. Oh, fuck him. Fuck you. (laughs) And so I'm freaking out. Uh, and so I, I get to the beginning of the neighborhood. He pulls me over. I do that thing where I jump out the car first, which is not a good move. Like nah. now that I know, but like 17 year old Chase didn't know that. And so jump out the car, immediately just start storytelling. Yeah, just stay in your car. There's no need to get out. There's nothing. We're fine. We're perfectly fine. There's no problem. No drugs. Going on. No drugs at all. Drugs, so I, don't even, I don't even know. I mean, I, I wouldn't even Are ask you me about backup? drugs. Honestly. Nah, put the radio down. You don't even need that <laughs> radio. Leave the gun in the car. Why do you need a gun? You got handcuffs? You don't need them? Don't need them at all. Uh, and so I get out and I don't really know what to talk to him about, you know, because I don't want to tell him, yeah, well, we was driving down there because I was trying to fuck in your neighborhood. Uh, and then I also yeah. just don't, I don't want because him to get near. Because as a kid, you think that's a dumb thing to say, but. It's actually the best. Now, I should have like, just said that's it. That's what you should have said. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely what you should have said. I should have just said that. And, uh, yeah. and so. I'm dick wet, cop. <laughs> I'm trying to keep him from my car so he can smell the smoke. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, of uh, And I'm well. I know what I know what you're doing. I know what happens when you get pulled over. Yeah, I've been there. So, oh, we've been there. We can tell that story next. Yeah, uh, uh, and so, um, he's at. I was like, I, I was like, we turned down here. I was, I was, I needed to turn around. And he was like, "Why'd you drive all the way?" Actually, this was it was very confusing because he thought he didn't realize that I followed him into the neighborhood. He thought that I was parked at that dead end. He drove in and then I backed out. So we had this weird thing where he was like, what happened? And I was like, oh, I was going to turn around. 
and uh and we drove there and backed out and he was like why didn't you just immediately turn around and i was like ah you know i didn't want to pull into nobody's driveway you know what i'm saying i'm just a good yeah. dude just not wanting to pull in nobody's driveway and then i realized I that he no trouble yeah and then i realized that he thought that i was there the whole time so then i had to do this like he thought i was fucking with him basically where i was like no i followed you i saw you pull into your driveway i was right behind you the entire time and he was like nobody's been behind me this whole time and i was like oh my god this is where i died is, is, is it yeah nobody's been behind me this whole time i was like i'm telling you i followed you the whole way in here whatever basically just how uh, high are you kid right right i'm just freaking out. this is my first high talking to the cops experience i don't even know how i got out of it actually i do know how i got out of it because i'm very white and that's the reality. That's of how you got but, out of it. <laughs> and, out of and so, yeah, I just, you're I just a white talked kid my way with out. A, with a country accent like that, you're a white kid with a country accent in a little town like Denham Springs. Yeah, just, just good-hearted. You know, I can't be up to too much trouble. And so, I don't want to ruin my life. Shirt on. Don't want to ruin my life over anything. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and so yeah, but that was my yeah. I had that experience. A lot of church, a lot of church fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so that cop. All right. Yeah, that's so crazy that we're like telling separate stories that we've we've never told each other, and yeah. we're we're like crossing over of like, oh yeah, I know that, I know that. He that cop is now dead. Uh, yeah, may you rest in hell. Uh, <laughs> I did. That's fuck that guy. Anyway, uh, <laughs> his daughter went to school with me. And do you remember on the, earlier on the podcast? Check the archives. I told the story. I said it like somebody over here. Check the archives. We got um, a producer. I told, a producer sitting over there. I told the story about uh, whenever I would stun, you notice I flex when I did it just to get that in. I would stun people for money at school. Like if you right. gave me a dollar, I would stun. Okay. That guy's daughter, that cop's daughter was one of the uh, cheerleader. And she was up on a bench one day and somebody paid me $2.50. See, you can't be up on her. benches. You can't be up on benches in she high school. Yo, anything can happen to you. Just talking. and I, The dude, worst thing you want to do in high school is mind your own business. All right? You need to have your head on a swivel nah, don't at ever, all times. Don't ever mind your own business. Don't I'm ever coming, think you're safe. Don't ever I'm think you're safe. And I took off my button-up flannel to reveal my Austin 316 shirt, obviously, even though I was about to do a diamond cutter. And I took off running, and I jumped up on the same bench she was on, and I just jumped off and caught her head and diamond cutted her onto a pack of, like, a big pile of backpacks because it was recess and everybody was standing around the benches. Oh, okay. I was about to say, dude, that sounds at, pretty brutal into the backpack. <laughs> at the high school, uh, there was just the benches. Everybody would pile their book sacks down. And I caught her and grabbed her. And, like, all I'm doing is holding your head and you're falling down with me. Like, I'm not really hurting anybody. Uh, unless they start shit afterwards, and then it's on. <laughs> oh, you're mad that I just yanked you out for no reason without telling you why? Fuck you. And then we fight. But so I ran and caught Good her. Good attitude, her. She laughed at the time. I laughed, sort of. You have to laugh a little bit so they think you're joking and not just, I got to stun people, so I don't give a fuck how you feel about it. You know, I had to be like, oh, that was good fun, right, you piece of shit? You're fucking dead. Um, <laughs> but she acted like it was cool, and then she went home and snitched on me. And the next day, her cop-ass dad, I got called to the office. And I went in the office. There's a cop standing there. He's got his hands on his little fat hips. And he tells me, uh... Oh, chunky hips. I don't know. <laughs> oh, fat-ass hips. He's old. Don't be a cottage cheese-ass fat fuck. Uh, <laughs> he told me, he said, uh, how old are you? And for whatever reason, I was like, I'm not answering anything unless my parents are here. Because he's a cop. Yeah, it's a good mess. And that's that, a good move. 
oh no, it's not. Cause then the friends was like, oh, we can call your parents. I was like, no, 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 no. Uh, nah, nah, dude, as, I'll tell you as we want to know. <laughs> as we've learned from the stories we've told on here, any moment that happened in our youth, we did not think that our parents would be told about it. Like we were very much. I don't want much... my parents involved in anything in my, in my youthful life. I didn't want, they didn't need to know shit about no. what was going on. Don't tell them nothing. And, Take them uh, on so path. And that okay? cop was like, that cop was like, so I understand that you, I'll never forget it. He said, you performed a wrestling maneuver on my stepdaughter. And, and I remember thinking, you fucking broke a wrestling maneuver. A stunder skank ass is what I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Get it right. And he told me, uh, he said, now that's a, uh, I don't remember the exact term, but he, he explained to me that that was assault and that um, he was going to take me downtown. And that I was going to get booked for assault and like I was going to spend the night in jail and just all this. That's and very fair. That's all That's all appropriate things to be saying to a kid and threats to make for a kid clearly right. goofing off. Right. And he was, he was, had his handcuffs in his hand, but for, I didn't believe him. I just did not. No, you're yeah, not. It I don't believe ridiculous. you. Yeah. There's no video. There's no, no, you're not. You're not going to take me away from this school in handcuffs in a cop car because, and I, I hate to admit this, this was 1997, six and seven. Mm. Uh, I was, a, so cops didn't come to high schools, take kids away. I was a white kid in a middle-class school, so they weren't going to come take me away. Uh, but this fat fuck uh, was pretty mad that I stunned his daughter. So he was threatening it. And I think he knew that I didn't believe him. So he was, he took me out to the car, but he didn't put the handcuffs on me. He was like, let's go out to my car. And he put his hand on my neck. And squeeze like he was, he was really trying to intimidate Yeah, he was me. trying to, yeah, he was uh, trying to, he was trying to scare you. A 16 year old kid, 16, 17 year old kid. Uh, now get, please understand, I was a huge dickhead about it. And I, you know, yeah, fine. I mean, I'd have, I'd have fought 16 year old you, yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but he, uh, he got me out to the car and he bluffed me a little bit more. And then I think we all, we both were like, you're not going to take me anywhere. I know you're not. You know you're not. You know that I know you're not now. So let's just move on. And he just leaned down and told me, if I ever find out about you touching my stepdaughter again, I will bring you in. And then he took the handcuffs and he went and jingled them like this in my face. And I wish like you had done a, years later, he should have, he should have done a magic trick and like put them together. <laughs> <laughs> Slammed his hands together. And then when he opened them up, they were uh, hooked to his taser. And he's like, Whoa. Oh. But see, after that, he threatened he threatened me like that, and then 15, like 15, 16 years later, he died of a heart attack. So there you go. Yeah, he just wanted a funny way of working out. He wanted to live out a version of that, like uh, dad cleaning his gun when the boyfriend comes over to visit. He wanted to do that. I'm only ten. There was a lot of that. uh, I remember you could tell you could tell he wanted me to cry. Like he wanted me to be very afraid of him. That's what it was. He kept putting his hand on his gun, like resting his hand on his hip like he was really trying to intimidate me but i remember the whole like intimidating the boyfriend sent like i you know i only know the experience that we had growing up where we did but it seemed like a lot of parents that i would hear talk like just dreamed of beating the dog shit out of uh <laughs> out, of, so, out of out of their daughter's boyfriend i get that a lot uh now zoe now that oh people are hey you, 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 uh, yeah go. zoe is beautiful and people always tell me like oh just wait till she starts dating how many boyfriends you gonna threaten and blah and um 
as a kid or like coming up whenever we were getting ready to have a baby, I guess I would think it's funny. Like, Oh, you take out my daughter. Uh, you better, whatever, you know, all those mm. da- bad dad jokes. But, um, now that I have kids, it's not funny. It's not a joke. You're, you're threatening, oh. you're threatening somebody else's child's safety. And, uh, I'm raising my daughter well enough that I'm going to trust. I can trust her decisions. I'll be there in a heartbeat and I will snap a fucker's neck quicker than I cash my checks. If Woo. it comes down to it, but I trust, I, I, I'm going to trust my daughter. Woo! I'm going to trust my daughter and not, I also have a son and I don't want, I don't want some fucking asshole threatening my son with a gun because he wants to spend time with their daughter. You right. know, it's just not, it's not funny. I've, I had it happen to me several times. Um, I had a guy jump out. But with those face situations were right though. Oh, they were a hundred percent right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I have like 15 babies around that I've just abandoned. So they were right to do that. Makes sense. All as a teenager, right? I got you. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Every one of my kids now are twenty. Yeah. <laughs> um. Some of my kids have podcasts that it gets bigger numbers than ours right now. Uh, they're yeah. gonna plug our show. Oh, good, 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 good. Maybe we can join yeah, them. Yeah, that's part. all I meant. <laughs> that's all I meant. They're gonna plug our show. And they're gonna say, "Go listen to that piece of shit that left us." This is. I don't know where this is going. Let's just. Uh, I don't have any kids that I abandoned. Let's get out of that. <laughs> God, that went down the road. Uh, uh, a lot of people you got threatened taking yeah girls out. oh yeah man yeah i non-stop every every time and i'm like uh you know i'm a pretty nice guy like i'm just you know goofy right. especially back then weird, it's a weird situation to be in because like when you're standing in the living room you don't think they're actually gonna they're not gonna shoot you so like do i act like i'm scared or do i laugh with them or like do what i push do you back with? yeah i had a little yeah. bit like, sometimes you you know hey what about hey you know what i'm gonna do to your daughter boom bro how about that what are you gonna boom. do about that huh three of them fingers in there bro i'm stretching it out how do you think about that <laughs> full just puss punch right with my fist all the way through that's I'm what gonna I be punching your daughter's that's my plan all night. i've been Oh man, I just been looking around for a girl I could punch in the puss, and I just wanted I wanted it to be your daughter. Can I punch your daughter in the pussy, please? And now that you now that you've come I out just here and to threat me with that little twenty two revolver you got right there, I'm a I'm a butt punch your wife too. How about that? What's up, little mom? You want you want a little in your that? stank hole? I just wanted to come to you like well, a man and ask for your wife and your daughter's butthole and puss. You all right with that? <laughs> I just want to be a man about it. You know what I'm saying? Ain't uh, no need to threaten that- me. That girl that I got busted with the cops in the church, the real story. So her stepdad was the guy who cut my hair. And I, I'm embarrassed to say this, but in like mm-hmm. 98 or 99, I had like highlights, spiky yeah. hair with like blonde highlights and blonde. And I went in one time for him to do it for me. After that, I wasn't even thinking that he's her stepdad. He was the one that answered no, the, he just, the cop. Yeah, he just cuts hair home. now. Yeah. And uh, he just shaved my head. I just sat down. And he was like, all right. And I started telling him what I want. He just like, Meh. whoa, bald. And then bald? I was like, like, like bald. Yeah. And uh, at that time, and I, he made me pay for it. <laughs> he made me pay for it. I had and to pay you for left. You left and, and stunned I left his daughter. And never went back to the Fantastic <laughs> Sam's ever again. <laughs> you remember... Uh, we we alluded to this a minute ago. You remember when we almost got arrested uh, on the day before Christmas? <laughs> the day before Christmas Eve. Yeah, right before my daughter was born. <laughs> Dude, I have never felt more guilty about any. I I so me and you had a show in Mandeville. We were living in Baton Rouge at the time. It is. I live the, in Mandeville now. I live yeah. uh, or close to. I live it, by the 
it is it is the eve of christmas eve uh we do fuck i I forget that detail of it all yes 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 that's the i think i believe that that is the only reason we got off uh but yeah, man, we we fucking you know we fucking blow trees, bro. And so we, uh, <laughs> you know, we got done doing the set. We we're smoking on the way home, uh, just talking about how much we crushed it, you know, and and going over the show. And uh, and there's a car in front of me, and he's going pretty slow. And I see the cop behind me, and so I do one of those things where I just kind of like, you know, I kind of I, I guess it's it's clearly a swerve, but in my head I'm like, no, nah, I'm just peeking to see if I can go around it. Like that's what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so cop pulls us over. And uh, one of the weirdest interactions I've ever had with a cop. This cop was what, fifteen? How fucking old was that cop? This is and before this, you had argued with me. Like we had argued about who you volunteered to drive. And I never do that. You never volunteer to drive, and you volunteered to drive this night. And then we get pulled over by a twelve-year-old. This dude, he looked. I mean, he looked like a baby. He was a baby, like. I we could have killed him with a brick right then if we if like we needed to. <laughs> you always go. You always go to. We should have murdered that dude, bro. <laughs> I'm just saying, if needed to, we could have aborted him right there. Right, That's how then. young he was. It would have been an abortion. It was just weird. I've just never dealt with a young, like funny cop. Like it almost seemed like he should have been in the car with us. He wasn't funny. Weed. Well, no, because remember he. Uh, he was somebody... trying to be cool. Somebody else pulled over too. Do you remember that? Like in the park, and he yep. was like, I, "I guess they did something bad because they stay in here." Like, and I was like, "All right, kind of break, breaking the." Th-. And here's the thing: this was at a point in my life was I was probably my brokest. Like, this was my definitely like most starving uh, artist this moments was, in my life. You were living. You were living with me, right? I this, believe so. We I'm pretty together? sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Uh, I think we were living together. And so. Um, I, my my registration is expired. I don't have insurance. I'm smoking a blunt. Josh and I have a baby. Josh in. is in my passenger seat <laughs> with a baby on the way, and I just got pulled over. I dude, if it had just been me, I, I honestly, I mean, I I would have definitely been worried, but it wouldn't have been the same type of worried. I was so focused on you and your life. <laughs> Like, dude, I, I was so upset with myself. I was like, I can't fucking believe I just put this dude in this situation. But right before his baby you didn't born, tell me, you didn't mention that the insurance and the registration were right. out until the cop and, lights went on. Until and yeah, the cop lights went on, and I was like, all my shit's expired. All my shit's expired. Handing me the blunt, hide this. All my shit's expired. Yeah, and <laughs> this is a me- dude. Like, so the cop, he's trying to make little jokes with us and stuff, and uh, and he just does this weird thing where he goes. Give me the weed. Just give me the weed. And we were like, what? And he was like, it's uh, the eve of Christmas Eve, and I'm looking for drunk drivers. I don't give a shit about weed. The cop told us, I don't give a shit about weed. And then he's, but then we looked at each other because, bruh, I know uh, a fucking trap when I see a fucking trap, uh, and that's a fucking trap. And mm. we looked at each other, which clearly gave away because we both went, do we serve? <laughs> yeah. But then we did. <laughs> and we, we did, did yeah. Yeah, it, so what was crazy too, I gave him, I, I played along, I gave him expired registration papers, I gave him expired Let him walk back to the car and papers. look it up too. He had it, went back, yeah, I don't know what the fuck he was doing. Went back, came back, had the blunt, made us get out of the car. That's when I knew we were fucked. He made us get out of the car. I was like, it's trouble. 
And he basically he get. I mean, this is he another. He smelled the blood. Do you remember he picked it up and smelled it? Yeah, it's he was good like, shit. Yeah, it was, shit. and then it had cop nose on it. Yeah, all that pig uh, dust. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I mean, this is another clear example of like crazy white privilege. I mean, this man said to us, he was like, "So this uh, parish is really strict on marijuana laws, and you can get real time for this amount of weed for this." Yes, for this. And he said, I don't want to do that. Like, that's what he said. I don't want to I don't want to do that. I'm trying to find drunk drivers. And so he put the blunt on the trunk of my car. And then he said, I'm going to drive away. I don't care what you do with that. And then he got in his car. And he went to the other car that was waiting. Yeah. Because they were still waiting over there. (laughs) I grabbed the blunt. I wasn't picking that fucking thing up. I wasn't picking I, that fucking thing up. <laughs> I remember you telling me you were thinking about it, though. I remember you telling me you wanted to. I wasn't going to drive away with a goddamn blunt on the trunk. I'm taking it. And so... Now I, it makes uh, sense. I, I, <laughs> I had already duped him once. This dumbass is going to let me off. So I just, uh, you know, uh, you fucking dumb pig. And then I just, uh, you know, we drove off and smoked the blunt on the way home. And I just apologized to you. I apologized to you for weeks and weeks and weeks. I remember uh, I have a bad habit of uh, not passing. Uh, like I get stuck and I just hit a couple times. And that night you didn't say anything about it. You just let me. You just fucking, you just <laughs> I don't even me. know if I hit it. I think I just lit it and gave it to you. <laughs> uh, I, I told that story uh, like right after it happened. I told that story to some of our uh, comedian friends mm-hmm. and the looks on their faces when they explained to me, because this was 2000 and. 16, 15? No, it been, I've been here for four years. So, 14? Five, wow. So, maybe 15. Yeah, 2015. 15, it was right before Zoe was born, yeah. so 15. Yeah. And, yeah, she, uh, was, she was on the way. Yeah, and I wasn't super familiar with white privilege uh, until it was explained to me after, like, oh, well, what you just said is the exact definition of white privilege. Yeah, he like, didn't want to ruin oh, our lives. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Um, I told I told that story on stage. Do you remember me trying to tell it as a bit? I uh, I told I told it on stage. I, I remember I the a, aftermath. Yeah, uh, it was uh, this guy Ben Hoffman. That's who he told me. He caught me the second I came off stage and was like, "That was the biggest example of white privilege I've ever heard." And uh, and so, uh, yeah, man. I, I I remember the only thing I remember about telling the bit on stage was I wanna I wanna figure out how to get this tag into just any other story. Which is just like whenever you're driving around with everything expired, you don't drive around looking out the windshield. You drive around looking in the rear view. And I always, yep. I was like, if I could figure out a fucking way to get that in any other story where I don't sound like the most privileged motherfucker in the world, uh, but I didn't have it. But yeah, man, yeah, that, yeah, that's that fucking story. Yeah. Oof. Yeah, I can't believe we just brought it up again to bring it up. But I, I, uh, I. Oh, I mean, I, I don't have a problem up. telling it. I mean, it. Ha- I mean, it, you know, it's a thing. I could have made a diamond in my butthole that night. I was. Yeah. Super tight. <laughs> super tight butthole. <laughs> Where are we at? Uh, fifty. Can we pause it one second? Okay. Did you yeah, just pause right your back. recording? No. Do I need to? Okay. No, no, no. You good? I'll be right back. Yep. I ran out of bang energy and I drank one of my old like pre-workouts, mm-hmm. like the powder. And those have like a shelf limit of 
an hour to an hour and a half, and then you will shit. <laughs> it's happening. <laughs> Either get up. It's happening. And that's what that's why I was listening to your story, and I was like, huh? Yeah, no, no, no. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. No, no, no. I got to go, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Can you tell yeah, us? Yeah, it was crazy. I remember. Yep, yep, yep. Yep, 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 yep. Yep. <laughs> and then I ran off and was like, I wonder if the microphone on these earphones oh, is going to pick this yeah, up. Yeah, <laughs> we heard every bit of it. Yeah, I'm going to make sure the people hear your grunt game no. is strong. There was no grunt. It was man. one it, big it was, push uh, and gone. It just, yep. It sounds like uh, it sounds like when a warrior punches through like a brick. I just go, Ugh! and then I'm done. <laughs> My bowels are evacuated. <laughs> um, do you have you ever seen the movie Major Pain? Oh yes, dude, of course. Okay, Major Pain is one of my favorite movies. It's one of those movies that like um, I realize doesn't necessarily hold up as well as some stuff and isn't as funny, but to me, it'll never not be funny. That was a movie my family watched. Mm -hmm. uh, we still, my family still makes jokes referencing that movie. And, uh, <laughs> there's a part where he's in the cafeteria and every time he opens a can, a soda can, he goes, Oit! <laughs> <laughs> and, I think it's the funniest thing I've ever seen at the time. And I used to do it with, you remember the milk bags at school? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Did you stab a, a, a straw I'll into go, it? Yeah. And you stab the <laughs> straw in it real loud. <laughs> yeah. What a crazy way to give a bunch of kids just a bag of liquid and fucking have them stab it. That's how we're going <laughs> to. That was a weird thing. I've always thought that was funny. You know something else I've always thought is funny that I used to do? When I went to x-ray school, I did it all the time. I would eat or drink as loud as I possibly could. So like I would be in the back of the class drinking a soda. It would just be like, <laughs> and people would turn around and look at me. And my goal was by the time they turned around and look at me, I was already locked eyes with them because to me, just that waiting, was hilarious. Just waiting. And nobody else thought it. they would turn around. I'm going already locking eyes with them. And nobody ever. Don't you get it? I was, I, dude, Cause it's funny. It? Cause I'm annoying. And I'm annoying your education. <laughs> you get it? Isn't that correct? And then you turn around and get mad at me. I'm waiting for it. It's like I'm doing it on purpose. Isn't that funny? Uh, it's like I want the most attention in this room. <laughs> I haven't started doing stand-up comedy a, yet, so. <laughs> oh, no, I, I guess. Just, I was about to say, was, maybe you just started, yeah. I had just started, and that was, that was the uh, phase where I learned not to invite people to your shows. That you know, man, I, I just wish unless you're good, the biggest uh, advice that I could give to anybody that's like wanting to start stand up comedy is don't invite anybody, you know, until you've been doing it for a while, because even yeah. if you get better, it is hard for your friends and family to get over that first impression they have. They're coming once. Yes, they are coming once. They're coming. And once. they're going to and like. Try to, like, I always, whenever I invite people I know, I try to invite them to whatever the best situation. I know that these comics are going to be on it. They're good. I know that I'm doing a good amount of time. I know there'll be a crowd there. But what happens is when you first start, you get so excited, you invite a bunch of people. They come see you at some bar. They, see, they sit through three they, hours of open mic. They sit through 17 comics that barely get laughs. Uh, they're just saying Six people hump a stool saying the most like ridiculous shit you've ever heard. Just telling you too much about their lives without there actually being any point to it and stuff. Just bumming you out for an hour and a half, two hours. And then you, then, then they watch you 
and it's your first time. Nobody's good their first time. Even if you are good your first time, you're not actually good. Like you're just good no. for it being your first time. Like, but you you can't go and like nobody would do. Oh wow, you're fucking ready. No, dude, you got to fucking put in years before you do it. And yeah, that's it. They will only come to that one. So I save it, save it until you got something to show them, and then you'll actually get support from them. <laughs> I invited everybody to everything yeah. when I first started. Uh, everything dude i i'm doing three minutes on this mic and then here's a real dirtbag thing to do and then i'd always spin that into well i brought people so maybe uh i could do more than three minutes Man. or you know, like i would always try to spin that and um they would see me and they were like well i mean it wasn't you know and i was like well it's because i only did three minutes i really need like seven minutes to really get to be to get a laugh I need seven minutes to make somebody laugh. You know? <laughs> who could be funny immediately? You know what I'm saying? Like, who can be funny in two minutes? Nobody can get a single laugh in two minutes. We know that. You got to at least eight to ten minutes before you get your first Easy. laugh. Come on, guys. You got to feel it out. I feel it um, out. Got to let you know what I did this week. Everybody in my class. Got to let you know about the gross <laughs> Almost everybody in my class. Almost everybody in my class came to the show with the Swamp People guy that we've talked about. Oh, they were at that show? I didn't remember it that way. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The, okay. We weren't really that good of friends yet. Yeah. Um, to talk about it. That was the first night I had showed up. Without I the beard. I shaved my beard. That yeah. was the first and last time I've shaved my beard completely. Um, not first, but the last. Uh, first and only. And the, almost the whole crowd there was people from my class. But I wanted to, I wanted to be. I'm a performer, so I'm not just going to go sit with you until I go up. Like, right. I can't just hang out with the crowd. But I'm also just right there in the corner. <laughs> with that's Chase the that's the on. other thing that's awkward is whenever you invite people, like I don't want to sit with you and talk with you before the show. So it's really weird. And it's not because like I maybe it's not like it doesn't have anything to do with the person. It's because I'm about to go on stage. Sometimes. And I, yeah, I mean a lot of times actually it does, but. I'm about to go on stage and like, I just, you know, I, I need to focus or whatever. And then when I get off stage, like, I kind of just want you to tell me I'm great. And then thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Like, I, I'm not, I it, yeah. yeah. So it, it is really weird for somebody like to invite somebody if you don't like hang out with them and stuff like that. Like, but after that, if you remember, we've talked about it previously on the show. Uh, the Swamp People guy was like a fucking cameraman or cousin of somebody. Yeah, like extra. Yeah. Just pork chop or some fuck that nobody had ever heard of. T-Bob. And so the next day, I still, I, I for real do still have the poster. I used to keep all the posters. I remember you used to I have to the that. poster in the garage. Yeah, I used to. I still do. I, I have that. Uh, well, I guess it doesn't. I was going to say, I kept all the open white posters and that one of the Jake the Snake show I did where him and Hacksaw signed it. But I Did guess you perform different. with Jake the Snake and Hacksaw? I uh, I did a comedy show. No shit. With Jake the Snake Roberts and Hacksaw Jim Duggan. And it was one of the greatest nights of my life. You should talk about it a lot. I had to talk about it sometime. I should bring it up yeah, on the show yeah. sometime. Yeah, one day we'll go into it. I would love I would love to get into that story one day. Jake answered all my questions. Um, a lot of them were about Sting. <laughs> Look, so I don't know when I'm going to meet Sting, so <laughs> I got some questions for you. <laughs> that was a Friday night, or whatever, like a weird uh, Friday, Saturday, I don't know. But then school was like a couple of days, and then we went to school. So I had a whole couple of days of stewing over, because remember that guy in the at that show, a guy in the crowd thought I was making fun of him. Yes. It wanted to fight me. I, I saw that whole thing go down. I, you, I don't think you didn't realize why you're on stage. That was what was happening, right? 
Yeah. No, I didn't. I, dude, I, I, I vividly remember. I can, I can pick this up. You, somebody, they were talking. Because I don't. Yeah, <laughs> they were talking, and you did that. And it's a common line that people say. You were just like, uh, hey, guys, shut up, all right? Because I'm the one with the microphone. Like, you said something along right. those lines. of, Guys, you can't be louder than me. I'm the one with the microphone. Comics say versions of that all the time. Bernie Mac, I, I take this from Bernie Mac every now and then. Uh, it's one of my favorite ways of handling hecklers that talk too much. It goes well half the time, and then the other half of the time, it really alienates me, and people think I'm mean uh because i don't have the likability of bernie mac and uh and and the it's it's just a stock like heckler line and it's it's the whole thing of like uh you need to be more observant when you come into a comedy show uh because you see when you came in they gave you a chair and when i came in they gave me a microphone and that should give you a good idea of how much talking should be going on, like what the balance of talk, right? Yeah. And so I've, 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 I've you fucking asshole. Yeah, I've said that a couple <laughs> times on stage, but sometimes it's like that. It's almost too serious, and they're like, "Jesus, dude, like what the fuck? Like, yeah. You never talk to me like a fucking kid, like Jesus Christ, asshole." All right, so you're on stage. Uh, you say something along the lines of, "I have a microphone. I'm louder than you. I'll win." And you laughed as you said it, like you were like, "That's ridiculous," blah blah blah. And this dude at the bar just gets real mad and goes, hey, fuck that dude. Fuck that. But he doesn't like, he doesn't say it that loud, but he says it enough to where like, if you're next to him, you hear him. And he stands up and uh, the lady that was hosting it that we both hate, uh, she like, gra- like immediately grabs him. Like, what's the problem? And he's like, that motherfucker thinks he's better than us. <laughs> and, and she offered to buy him a beer. And she was like, I'll- yes, Daiquiri Bar and Ponchatoula, I do. Yeah. <laughs> She offered to buy him a beer, and that's all he needed. He sat down and shut the fuck up for the rest of the show. She gave him a hug, too. I'll never forget that. Yeah. She uh, had to give him a hug to get him to calm down, is what she said, which is gross. Yeah. She's gross, and the whole thing was gross. If that fucking redneck inbred had run up there, I'd have knocked his fucking grill out his asshole. You should kill him, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fucking... Did you ever think about that? Just murder uh, That was... I. I very distinctly remember that was when I was at the the stage uh, in performing when I would hold the microphone, my hand on the mic stand, and never look at anybody. I'd just look down yeah. and twirl the mic stand because I was so nervous. The first time I now saw I'm you. Out here slaughter- oh, wait. No, no, no. Hold on. We got whole- – so the show was on a weekend. Right. It wasn't, it wasn't great. It was, you know, it was okay. I hadn't been doing comedy very long, so it wasn't really good. And then everybody from my class came. And then there was a couple of days before school started back up. So I had a couple of days of like, oh, fuck, I hope they liked me. I hope they, they, they're probably going to think I'm, and I, in my head, I was like, they're going to think I was hilarious. When I come into class, they're all going to just lift me up on their arms and just crowd surf me to the front of the room and just give me a degree right now. That's our hero. And just be like, go live your fucking dream. You've wasted enough time here learning science. You get out there and you make the people laugh. You live your dream. Science can wait. Science, science will always the be there. You get out there. You get out there and flex your titty muscles and make some people laugh. Tit up, though, and wear a mask. <laughs> but get out there and make them laugh. Tit up or shut up. And by the time I got to class Monday, I strutted in fully ready. And uh, everyone in the class was mad at me. Um, they were mad at you? Because, like, mad. Because I got a babysitter. We did it. We wasted a date night to go see Swampy with some motherfucker I've never heard of. Oh, at least it was him. At least it wasn't they were mad at you. Nobody even mentioned that they stayed to see my set. 
Several people told me they left as soon as they saw it was some T-Bob or some fucking pork chop or P-Row pork chop or whatever, pork chop P-Row or whatever his name was. They like, nah, we just left. We're not going to pay to come in and see some ain't shit that we've never heard of. And I was like, well, you were supposed to come to see me. Me. Tell jokes. Yeah, <laughs> that was the, yeah, that was actually what you were coming for. Me. That was the invitation. You remember? Uh, they were all mad at me about it. And then I never invited anybody to anything else again until the Charlie Murphy show. Right. And then because of Charlie Murphy's name, I told everybody, I'm doing a show with Charlie Murphy. See, you heard of him. He's he's actually Charlie Murphy. not The real one. Not T-Bob. <laughs> um, I hate invite. I used to invite people to everything and then they would come and you'd go through that awkward where they want to tell you you were funny, but you weren't. So they're like, Oh, it was weird. Yeah. I never, I never really invited a lot of people to shows. Like I'll, I'll do, I'll do it more so now because I, I, I uh, I'm con- I'm, I'm confident in my performance right. and everything now. And, uh, but yeah, there was for years. I was like, I'm not inviting somebody out to the, like, plus how often would we even get to do a good show back then? Like every, right. every show yeah. we did was a fucking disaster. So like I couldn't I couldn't take the risk of inviting people to come and experience what I experienced three four nights a week you know what I'm saying like and to pay for it and to pay for it and to pay for it one of my favorite things uh would would be to invite somebody to a show and then uh there's a bar out here in Baton Rouge called Phil Brady's oh yeah and it used to have comedy for a long I never time before like mics but I mean, I know it went great, but I never performed that. I invited people to come see this show and to and to like see me perform. And when I get there, nobody is there. Uh, when I say nobody's there, not like there's not an audience. Phil Brady's is locked up, lights off, nothing. Uh, the host, who is the same host that hugged the guy to keep him from getting his fucking skull oh, cracked right. in Ponchatoula, she was the host, and. The show's supposed to start at like nine and it's like nine thirty and they're calling the bar owner to come down and open it up so we could do this show. That's how it was ran. So the bars no. just closed. No, no, he just forgot. He just forgot and didn't just didn't go into fill. Just didn't open the bar up. Just we're it off was a today. shit old bar. So I guess he just didn't feel like opening it up or whatever. I- so then he comes down and locks it, but there's nobody to serve drinks. So we had to wait for somebody to come. The show started by like 11 and it was me and that woman host. And I had two minutes of jokes at the time. And she's like, just go for as long as you want. All right, I'm done. The people I had had like probably 10 people come that night. And they're like, well, everyone I'm waiting in the parking lot for like 15, 20 minutes was like, Hey, look, it's 1030. This venue is closed. Yeah. I'm not going to stay. And then, Two or three of my friends stayed. And for... A horrible I don't think you understand how bad that is. They sat in the parking lot and waited for the bar owner to get there to open the bar up, to realize he doesn't have a bartender, to call a bartender, to come down, clock in, and start serving drinks, set up the sound system, to start the open mic show that is terrible that nobody wanted to see anyway. I remember the big uh, advertisement for that show. So that only... Before I started comedy, apparently that was a venue that would do shows weekly. And then I started and it was gone already. And then it came back for that brief mm-hmm. moment that you're talking about. And I didn't perform there. Well, mostly because that's the reports that I heard back from. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to do that. Um, 
but uh the remember the thing that i remember the most about how they advertised it for the comeback was that uh they had dollar burgers yep not not come to the comedy show not come see great local comments come see the next up and coming whatever come watch it come watch this one whatever it was dollar burger night come out to dollar burger night and then some dude's gonna yell and it was at a you. dollar worth of burger yeah it was a dollar worth of burger and I did that show twice and that time where they had to open up and the show started at 11 when it was supposed to start at 8:30 or 9 and then another time where it was literally me that same woman host and one waitress there was the only people in there and I can't believe you did it twice she still <laughs> wanted me to get up and I still went up and did my jokes so I didn't know any better yeah. um what I'm glad time. comedy's dead. What it deserves time. it. it deserves Dude, it. I just remember how many times that we would go do shows and they would start an hour and a half after when they said they were going to start. Like that happened so much. E- easily. Did it like easily. it blew me away whenever I got out to Seattle and I was like, "Oh shit, starts on time." You guys actually the show yeah. starts at oh, 8. Oh, look at that. You're here. At 8:05 the show's going. Like that's amazing. Like I yeah, I but we had so many uh, we had so many experiences of going to bars. This is what happened in New Orleans too. Like we'd go to bars, yeah, and they would wait an hour because they didn't have a big enough crowd, and they would just let the people. And it, it would suck because sometimes there'd be people that were there for the show that actually showed up on time that had to wait an hour. And now they have to wait an hour because of some better crowd that we think is going to come. And then of course that's never going to. It come. never comes. Five more people might come in, and then they start the show. And then the people that have been there and by the time they get there, they're shit faced. Shit faced. They didn't. <laughs> They didn't come there for the show because they're an hour later than when the show started. So it's not like that was their intention for the night was to go to a comedy show. And yeah, that that would happen all the time. Remember how many fucking shows we would do that would start at like 11 o'clock and stuff and like have 20 comics on the show? People just, oh man, that was a big thing where uh, people would do, there'd be 20 or 30 comics on a show that started at 1130 at night. That was another thing that threw me off. In Seattle, they have bump lists. There's too many people. You get bumped. If you're not good, you bumped. Like there's a there was a, one of the first open mics I went to up here at a club had like a they had like a tip jar. And if you were open mic through through a couple of dollars in the tip jar, then you'd get on. Like that was how that was a way if you were an ain't shit that was trying to get stage time, that was a way to get in. Uh but yeah, it would be like literally like 50, 60 comics show up and they'd put up, you know, 30 of them. Uh 30, 35, everybody doing three minutes. They do three minute sets out here. And uh yeah, and just and they would tell you if you got bumped this week, you'll be on next time you show up. Just let us know or whatever, like that thing. But yeah, and I, that blew me away because I couldn't imagine at that point. I mean, I've never actually had to do it. So, but driving yeah. to a venue with the intention, and this might make me sound uh, like a spoiled comic because I know other uh, areas are like this too. But yeah, I just can't imagine the thought of driving to a place with the intention of doing comedy. 20 30 minutes an hour however long it takes you to get there and then just being like ah oh, no nah, you actually can't go on the everybody can go on show uh sorry go back home yeah, sorry uh, i know you're probably a broke starving uh artist uh but uh i'm glad you wasted Driving that gas hour and a half. go ahead and spend some of that gas money on the way back uh i'll see you next week maybe if i remember you like yeah that's tough dude. but part of that is also part of that is uh kind of inspiring like motivating to me like i Oh no! Because if you get bumped, you're not gonna to go yeah. prove yourself to go in as the ain't shit and to prove yourself to be one of the people that doesn't get bumped anymore mm-hmm. would be a goal. Yeah, yeah, you'd hope that's the way people would react to it. You know, yeah. I, I was in Canada. Just, I know that's how they would react to me. Right? Who? 
uh, <laughs> I I was in Canada doing shows, and that I I I was doing open mics and stuff, and uh, in between my gigs, and I was talking to just like some of the local comics, and I had seen this one comic at like two or three shows, and she didn't get on, and but she was like. I did so I saw her get on one show. She was hilarious, and then I saw her get bumped from two or three other shows that week. And uh, and because I'm the dude coming in from the states or whatever who's got shows at the club that weekend, you know I got spots the whole time. I'm, I'm the guest yeah, coming. Yeah, in. you got a little. Pump and there. so and I'm talking to her. I'm like, damn, that sucks. Like, and she was like, yeah, but last week I got on four times, so I knew this week they weren't going to put me on. And I was like, that's what comedy's like for you out here, like. It's ah well, I got to do comedy yeah. last week. I'm probably not gonna get to do it this week. And she was good. Like, that's crazy. Like I'm not talking about ancient. She was good. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. So like in some ways, even though like we came from uh, such a like wild and not structured it's the wild west out here, fools. Yeah, for, like not structured scene or whatever. But in a lot of ways, that made me really strong because I got I got so much stage time. Because like whenever I did get to perform, because I was yep. we were people who actually had a little bit of an act or had time that we could do. So we were always the ones that were closing out these open mics doing 20, 30 minutes or whatever. But also like sometimes, you know, you just go to a random like the station went like this. It was pretty much five minutes every time. But you go to some of these others and they might only be nine comics there. And so they're like, you got 12 minutes. He's just doing 12 yeah. minutes at an open mic in the and, you know, and then I come out here and I talked to some of the comics and how they came up and they're doing three minute shots at a time, which is the reason why my style is so much different because I had 12 minutes to play around it. I got to learn how to tell a story. I got to learn how to go. A lot yep. of the comics out here are joke, 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 which is good, but there's not a lot of like personality right. in what they're doing because they never got the experience. It blew me away. How many comics told me that they never got to do like a 15 minute set and had been doing it two, three years at this point. Like when I talked to them, but it's just, so in some That's ways, great. It's good that coming up in such a bad scene <laughs> and, uh, yeah. and because it just it lets you fuck up uh, without anybody seeing it. And then yep. and, so, and if you actually do have some talent, you're going to get a lot more stage time than what most people would. Like, I, I remember having a conversation with this guy and he was telling me how many sets he did that year. And I was like and he just told me like he was like one of those dudes that like knew how many sets he did every year. And uh, I would keep up with that to a degree. Like I, I uh, for a couple of years, I, I, I always have every show that I have in my phone. So I would count them up at the end of the year and see how many it was. And uh, and he was, you know, he was doing a, like literally like a hundred more shows than me. And he was like, that just doesn't seem right. And I was like, well, the difference is because you go and do two open mics a night or three open mics a night. And that totaled six or nine minutes. I was like, I would go do one and do 15 minutes. Like uh, my stage right. time is so much more than your stage, even you going up more uh, just because of, you know, like just, just how rubbing it his up. face in it, huh? Oh, just rubbing his face. I in let it. everybody know they're not better than me, bro. You know that I ain't about to let just subtle drop it in there. I ain't about to let nobody know. Cause I was so much better than you. Yeah, I'm so much better. You know, because I'm so much better. I get so much more time. You know what I'm saying? Because when you're better. You get better spots. They give time to comics that are better. Yeah. So I will work on getting better. That's that's my move. Yeah. <laughs> so be funny. I yeah. I can give one advice, funny. one bit of advice to you, comic. <laughs> be funny. 
My favorite part uh, about the scene down here was whenever you're around for a, a little while, people start seeing you. You'd get the advice from the people that do one open mic a year for 30 years down here. It was. And they tell you like they're the. It was such a hard thing to try to like understand who those people were, because when you start comedy, you know you don't know shit, and you don't like as far as like who's who or like what is a good comic. Right. And all that stuff. And so you would just hear, like, the dude that ran the show at that bar you were talking about, the guy that ran it the first time. I thought that that, yeah. I thought that, that dude was, like, a legend. And now, yeah, after, it took about three years, and I realized, like, oh, this is just, like, an alcoholic. Like, this is not, yeah. this, <laughs> this is not, like, some great, co- like, in my head, I always had to stop. It's the same bit. It's the same bit. He just gets drunk and tells the same bit at open mics. Yeah, they, they count the time that they've been going as if uh, like it means anything. Like, if you're only performing 15 times a year, I don't give a shit that you've been doing it 10 years longer than me. You you actually don't right. have... Or if you stop for six years, it doesn't count. Yeah, and by the way, nobody... Well, I've been doing it 20 years, but 14 years, I, I was kind of taking a break. Yeah. Well, then you've been doing it too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, I've been trying to figure out how, how do you talk about how long like we've been doing comedy now that comedy is dead like in february is going to be 10 years of me doing comedy do i say yeah. i've been doing comedy yep. 10 years or do i say nine years and you know four months or whatever the fuck like can i i'm gonna count it i'm gonna say it's no. 10 years count it because you just did coos bay so count it coos bay yeah i still performed uh I, I've done a couple Zoom shows. Do you set? Do do you do you do seven minutes? Oh, right I'm now. glad go. you told me. Here we go. Uh, hey, thanks everybody for coming <laughs> out. No, uh, yeah. <laughs> so, let me tell you about premarital. Y'all drive safe tonight. <laughs> uh, fuck. Um, if you are an open mic comic, that game is really fun to play. If the open mics ever start again, to try to fit a phrase in into your sets, mm-hmm. uh, it'll help you. I remember one of ours was. Uh, and then I kick flip the fuck out of there. Oh yeah, that was a fun one. Because because you could throw that at the end of whatever story you're saying. So you tell some story about being at the grocery store or whatever, and you be, you know whatever the punchline is, and then I kick flipped out that motherfucker. And then it's always gonna land because all the comics are gonna Woo! pop, and they're mostly who's in the crowd. So like yeah, it was. Yep. Oh, so much fun. I miss those days, man. That was that was fun times. Was good days, man. Uh, now the world is over, and we're just out here having our neighbors narc on it. Neighbors narking on neighbors. I seen that motherfucker the other day through the fence. I seen him. He's still sneaking around. I seen him through the fence. This got to be close to being over, he, right? Like he can't. How dumb is this man? I think it is. Yeah. Uh, I saw him sneaking around the fence, and uh, I saw him through the cracks in the. F- <laughs> this is so shitty. And instead of, I've just. I'm just. I started just calling him out on it. So when I see him, I'd go, "Hey, <laughs> I don't get." I see you. Give him right here. Go on out. <laughs> I take two pairs of shoes, just beat them together, and run out there. Get out! <laughs> ah, like you're chasing off a bear. Ah, come on. <laughs> but I do. I just go. Uh, I saw him walking on the other side of the fence, and like I said, there's a yard or two between us, so he, I shouldn't be able to see. Yeah, him you should never see. And uh, I just said, hey, I see you. Yeah, <laughs> you. just walked back. And that was the last time. That was the last. That was, the, but I mean, that was two days ago yesterday. And I just got a new, I just got a new pipe. I'm just going to be ripping fat rips in my backyard. Yeah, right in, his, right in his old lady's stupid nursing home house. It probably smells like potpourri and old lady farts. I'm just going to blow huge bong rips in his chimney. I'm going to take her asthma medicine. <laughs> <laughs> 
and I'm a damn to say something about it. Because <laughs> let me tell you something, you piece of shit. I'm as virile as I am violent, and I'll break your neck and fuck your whole family. <laughs> Maybe I should smoke. <laughs> Maybe I need to hit it again right now. Huh? Kelly, dude, let's uh, let's wrap this up, man. That was a great episode. All right, uh, guys, thank y'all so guys. much for listening. Uh, subscribe and on ladies. YouTube, all your podcast uh, streaming platforms. We're there. Uh, check them out. Uh, we got. I'm not gonna make a full announcement. But I'll say we got some stuff coming up. Stuff's in the works. We got some stuff coming. Stuff's in the works, so we're That's really excited about it. And... Yeah. Uh, and don't forget to tits up, ladies, and wear your mask. That's right. Uh, go get them. Walk duckets. around with a mask on like you got a big set of swinging titties on you, and you ain't afraid of shit. Except a virus. I mean, that's why you wear Yeah, that's mask. why it's a mask. Okay, obviously. <laughs> All right, guys. See y'all next week. Eat shit.